0: In to Sports Talk. Oh, thank you for tuning in to the 261st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host Daryl D. Lane. As always, I want to thank you all for tuning in whether via Spotify iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app or platform you are listening to me via. Also, Elevation Sports. I want to thank everybody who's tuning in uh, via that platform as well. Being recorded from Buffalo, New York, as always. Gonna have a great podcast for everybody. Gonna have my guy, Silas Garrison, on the show. We are going to delve into some NFL draft stuff. We will talk NFL and we'll talk about NBA and LeBron because we all know Silas is a LeBron guy. And who knows? We might get into a little bit of Serena Williams and Naomi Osaka talk, because I was talking to Silas on the phone a couple days ago about that. So, going to talk a lot of sports stuff with my guy, Silas Garrison, a.k.a. Prince. Now, what I'm going to do right here is I'm going to stop you. As I always do, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you. But I'm going to need you to do is this. Follow, subscribe right now. Right now. This very second. Also. Share this podcast with both your friends and your family. Put this on your Reddit threads, your Facebook groups. Send email blasts out. Share this podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, everybody in between, etc. Whether via social media, all those other platforms I named, or if you're thinking of something else, another platform, share it via that as well. Uh, We want to continue to grow this thing as we're putting out great content uh, weekly, uh, daily on the NFL, the NBA, and college football. Uh, So I always appreciate the listenership I get, what people do and support the podcast. So please push this out to people you know, if you know they like that type of sports content. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane and you will find it. I post my syndicate podcast there outside the shop. Also, I post clips from this very podcast right here. On there as well. So, check out my syndicate uh, podcast, Outside the Shop, on YouTube, and the clips that I do of this podcast on YouTube as well, that are just easier to consume. And also, uh, if you're on Apple or iTunes, leave a five star review. And you know what I always say, right? If you don't have anything nice to say, because let's say you don't like my podcast, I know that's asinine, that's crazy, it would never happen, but let's say you don't like my podcast. Don't say anything, because you know what your mama told you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all right don't say it at all also you can follow me on Twitter social media at uh, night train underscore lane I'll say it again at night train underscore lane I post my podcast on there uh, outside the shop the syndicate podcast that I just mentioned that's on there as well and I post about sports so definitely check that out took a little bit of a break have' been doing this as consistently as I would like but uh. We're getting moving now. Uh, NFL drafts coming, the NBA, we're starting to get into the swing of things, and NFL news, right? The NFL, it still dominates the news cycle, the storyline in our hearts and our imaginations. So definitely some NFL talk will be going on uh, throughout the weeks as well, even though the season is over. And coming kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Silas Garrison on the show. Coming kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my brother, Silas Garrison, with us. How you doing, Si? Oh, I'm good, man. Ready to
1: talk some sports. Let's
0: do it, man. So, Silas, we, we got a lot of stuff to dive into, so let's start with this. So, Deshaun Watson. So, right now, there's rumors that are percolating that the Carolina Panthers, they're going to make a bid. For Deshaun, so I, I kind of just want to know your thoughts on that, and I know we've talked about this, particularly with you know our the Buffalo Bills getting Josh Allen. How do you think? And we talk about how transcendent you think a, uh, a Deshaun Watson is. If the Panthers were able to get Deshaun, how much would that change their franchise? Where does that put the Panthers? Because right, yeah, still the Saints in the division, you'll still have the Buccaneers. If the Panthers get Deshaun Watson, where does that put them?
1: Yeah, so I don't think it actually does anything for for the Panthers because they're really mortgaging. Uh, all of their valuable assets uh, You can't give up Christian McCaffrey in the next you know four first round draft picks uh, When you didn't have anything to start with and then think that Deshaun Watson's going to be able to come in and be a godsend for you uh, You know um, They really don't have the receivers around him. I don't believe uh, you know I would even go uh, I mean Mar- DJ Moore have a true number one. Yeah, no again, I, I, I would not consider him at this level to be, uh, or at this point in time, to be a true number one. Um, and when you put that in concert with getting rid of Christian McCaffrey um, for first-round draft picks, I just think it would be very difficult for with even a Deshaun Watson. I think it would be difficult for them to be effective. I think it would look exactly like Houston.
0: Now, here's what I would say. If you're the Panthers, why not take the plunge? Because... As they're currently constituted, they're not winning a championship, correct? I
1: agree.
0: So if they get Deshaun, don't you think that at least gives them more potential to win a championship? Like, you can get the quarterback and then try to figure out everything else later. But Christian, I love Christian. He's a great player. Running backs historically, especially in this NFL, they don't win you championships and also Christian as a game based off of you know speed and athleticism and as he gets older I think this is something that we're going to have to look at because we've seen kind of how Ezekiel Elliott's deteriorated we've seen now a couple other running backs like Adrian Peterson kind of deteriorated all these running backs like the clock is on Christian McCaffrey like there's only about two to three more years where Christian is probably going to be Christian and be this guy that can get 2,000 all-purpose yards any year so if you're the Panthers why not because also too you think about it Breeze and Brady are going to be out of the division in a couple years
1: Right, so I I think your, I think your more compelling point, Daryl, is about Christian. Um, so before I get to, the, to, to plunging on, on the shot, I want to comment on that Christian point. It's important to remember too, Christian, um, he uh, uh, really can be an all-purpose receiver whenever he chooses to. So if there comes a point where he doesn't where you know the team feels like it would be uh, in the best interest of the Panthers organization to switch into a wide receiver in the slot. They can do that. They want to take the miles off of him at running back. That's what's so beautiful about an Alvin Kamara, a Christian McCaffrey. Even I could throw Dalvin Cook in there is that they don't always have to take the banging. You can also put them in the slot. And, you know, I would say Christian McCaffrey's just as good at running routes in the slot as Cole Beasley, and that's saying something because everybody talks about how good Cole Beasley's short route running is, and people say the exact same thing about Christian McCaffrey. So in terms of him getting beaten no, no, I, I think Christian's one of those guys who can, who can, who can carry this dance for a long time. Uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of you know the Deshaun Watson situation, again, I feel what you're saying, but you know you're talking about building up, right? Like if we get Deshaun Watson, we can build everything else up. The problem is you're not going to be able to build it up because you're mortgaging your future for the next four years, <laughs> you know, just to get him. So like what what's what's the main thing that can turn around a franchise? It's the draft. Well even well, now you're going to be picking. Well now you're going to be picking first in the draft because you guys aren't going to be winning with Deshaun Watson because you mortgaged everything. And then those same pieces in the draft, like those
0: first round picks that can make a difference, you're not even getting them anymore. Well I think what you have to do is you have to have trust in your scouting department because you know they're the first. But then you have to hit in the second round, the third round, the fourth round. You have to be able to bring free agents in.
1: Yeah, but that's a diamond in the rough. Like, yeah, you know what Deshaun is, but you don't know what you're going to be able to put around him. And then you could end up not only wasting his prime, but then you could also end up, you know, wasting, you know, yourself, you know, wasting your time as an organization. It's important to remember, too. I think Deshaun notices that, which is why I don't think he's going to sign off on that trade anyway. Because remember, let's recall, Deshaun Watson has a a no trade clause. So he has to sign on if he wants to get traded to that team. I don't believe the Panthers is where he's looking especially because he recognizes everything that they're going to have to mortgage. And his his camp has said, we don't want to have to have such a big, uh, um, basically, we don't want to have to mortgage the farm to get Deshaun Watson because then that's going to put him in a bind. So I don't think Deshaun would even go there.
0: Here's the thing, though. I think what they're going to have to come to the realization is a team's going to have to mortgage their future to get Deshaun. Like, like, and I've told you this, in private. and we've talked about this, like, if Matthew Stafford goes for two firsts, Deshaun needs to go for four. And when you hear the reports and the talks are that the Panthers want, that the Texans want four, I think that's well within their right to want four. So to me, I think some team is going to have to give up something. Like, you don't see this a whole lot where no, you no, see... I
1: agree with that. And, that, and yeah, I, I agree with you. You're, you're 100% right about that. Of that, we have no disagreement on. But I think Deshaun's willing for you to mortgage a future if that means like if you're if you're gonna mortgage like four first round draft picks but then I still get to keep my receivers, I still can have a solid running back and I you know, like I think he'll be okay with that. But just in terms of him like going to a team that already wasn't good and then you're mortgaging everything? No, because then what, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to be in limbo for the next four years of my contract. And then we're going to have this exact same problem that I had in Houston, and for example, since we brought it up in Carolina, which reminds me too, Carolina really doesn't need to worry about going to the Super Bowl. They can let, let, make the playoffs again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like don't put the cart before the horse against Carolina.
0: What if I told you Deshaun Watson to the 49ers, three first-round picks and Nick Bosa? And Nick Bosa? Yes. You're going to have to give up something, yeah, I, too. I mean, I, I mean, if it's four I, first, then... I, I
1: agree. I agree, I agree. I agree. I, and I would say that that team right there has the
0: potential to win a Super Bowl. I mean, you'd also probably because have to give they up. Because they still have a solid running game. They still have,
1: uh, um, uh, oh, what's the tight end's name? Kittle. They yeah. still have George Kittle. Their, their running game was never in doubt to begin with. Um And Deshaun Watson is dangerous on play actions. Um, And they have a very, and like I said, you know, they have a very good offensive line. Not to mention, Nick Bosa isn't the only thing that makes that defense, you know. When you see the D-line, you're like, that's the guy I got to account for. But you could say that about the linebacker. I mean, their linebackers are solid. Their D-line is solid. Even if you take Nick Bosa off, they're a pretty solid defensive line for all intents and purposes. So I believe, and and especially if you put him, you know, in that system, yes, I definitely believe that that is a situation not only to Sean Watson would sign off on, but I definitely believe that's a situation that the 49ers will
0: sign off knock on, and Houston. They probably have to figure out a way, I think, to do something with Jimmy too, because then Garoppolo is obviously gone. So you, I don't know, Texans would want Garoppolo back, right? And, and that type of yeah, they
1: might, yeah, they might just want, they might just want Garoppolo for you know for craps and giggles, you know.
0: <laughs> well, because obviously, if you get Deshaun, then you you just can't demote Garoppolo to to. The, I mean, obviously, you're gonna have to trade Garoppolo then. Could, I'm telling
1: you right now I still think I, I'm telling you right now man and we don't have to get into it here but Deshaun Watson's coming to the AFC East I'm telling you he's either coming to the Jets the Dolphins or the Patriots
0: no no this is really interesting too if, if we talk about the Patriots because we, we've seen Brady right be that final piece before the Buccaneers and they win the championship if let's say Deshaun let's play let's say Deshaun goes to New England and I don't know what New England would have to do right we're, we're talking right they'd have to give up a godfather offer Right?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: yeah. So we're talking for a first round or something like that, if it were to happen. And right. Bill Bill Belichick's never done anything like this. But let's say he did that. How do you think that would work with Deshaun in New England? Would you think that would be interesting to you? Yeah. Well, I think if Deshaun goes to New England,
1: um oh, I think it's a couple things. So number one, the the problem that they're gonna have in New England with Deshaun is he's no Tom Brady, right? He's not willing just to bite his tongue like Tom did, which I think is, you know, when you talk about the Brady way, that's one of the reasons why, you know, the Patriots were willing to be, you know, or why they were able to be such a solid team Uh, is because you had a situation where your best player was willing to essentially be the the guinea pig to the best, uh, you know, coach at that time, right? So um, when you when you when you're willing to eat some cheese for the organization like Tom Brady was that can result in winning, especially with a go-to organization. Deshaun ain't putting up a bat. He's not doing that. So um, I, I do think Bill Belichick would have to <clears throat> swallow some humble pie, and I think Deshaun's going to have to give a little bit. But if they did, I think that could be a very effective team, and I could definitely see them going to a Super Bowl in that organization, um, You know, knowing the pieces they would be able to put around Deshaun um, and even if they weren't able to put pieces around Deshaun, I think that that would be the one place where there's not that many pieces around Deshaun, but he would still be able to be very effective. Because I mean, people, because of the whole, just because the whole like
0: fabric of the New England Patriots' mystique. Yeah, and people need to remember this too about New England. The scary thing about New England is, I think, what did they win? Like seven wins? They had seven wins this year, something
1: like that. Yeah, and, and, and like half of their defense opted out. Yeah, and
0: and they had bad quarterback play, like. To get yeah. seven wins in this league with... And we're not talking about they're getting average quarterback play. They're getting bad quarterback play. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. So, 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 I I mean, I think that's the interesting thing when you look at New England in terms of what they can do because, I mean, let alone if they get average quarterback play, I mean, I mean that might put them at close to nine, ten wins. They're at a wildcard bubble. Then if you start giving them elite upper echelon quarterback play, which obviously Deshaun Watson would provide, I mean, then that kind of puts them back in where they were with the Brady days. I
1: Exactly. I agree 100%. You're 100% right on that. We're we're seeing that situation the exact same way.
0: Now, I, I think also in all likelihood, it'll probably, like you said, it'll, it'll be the Jets or the Dolphins. Right now, if I were to ask you right now, which team do you think it'll be? Jets or Dolphins?
1: Definitely the Dolphins. Because I, I, I'm not looking at it from the team's uh, circumstance. I'm looking at it from, the, from Deshaun Watson. And I believe Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. would much rather go to the Dolphins. Um, I think that they could get rid of Tua, and they can apply so many picks um, to them. And even if they want to get Tua, and here's the beautiful part about getting Tua, Tua's not only young, Tua's cheap. You know, is cheap. He's still, he's, still, you know, he's still on his rookie contract, on his rookie deal. So, you, you know, you figure, you look at it like this. Do you guys want Sam Darnold, or do you want, uh, you know, Tua? All right, give us Tua, give us four picks, and then, you know, let's just say you want somebody on the defense, get him, too. And then, you know, I think Deshaun would sign off on that. And I also think that the, um, you know, I think that the
0: Dolphins would comply as well. Do you think these teams will actually give up the picks to get to get Houston? Yeah, because cause to, cause to me, why haven't they done it already? Because to me, you know what the price is, right? You know it needs to be done. Like, like what could possibly be holding this up? Are they trying to it's penny applied. pick?
1: Well no 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 it's uh, no no I don't think it's penny pitching, Daryl. You know what I think it is? I think it's the fact that um, you know the, the Houston Texans, they're not they're they're not even listening to any talks Like they are like, trying to call. They're not even listening. But here's the but here's the but here's the point though. And I think everybody's missing this. The longer the Houston Texans don't answer the phone, the higher the price goes up. And that's what nobody's recognizing. They don't have to say anything. They're really in the, the, if the driver's seat looks like this. Here's how I would describe it. Deshaun's in the driver's seat first. Then it's the Houston Texans. Then it's everybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Deshaun's gonna go wherever he wants to go. But since he's gonna go wherever he wants to go, wherever he decides, that value is going to be 10 times higher when they finally do pick up the phone. Because cause, cause as long as you don't, like, like think about negotiations. You know how negotiations work. If you, if you, it's, it's a holdout. Okay, you guys want him so bad? Uh, since I know you want him so bad, I'm not gonna say anything. And then what do you do? You get more desperate, more desperate, more desperate. And you're calling me, I'm not calling you. Why are you on my line? Why are you calling my phone? Cause you want Deshaun Watson. All right, so then finally, when I do answer this phone, you're already gonna be through the roof. Cause you never know when you're gonna get the, you know what I mean? You never know when you're gonna get on the phone with me again. So I believe that when the Houston Texans do answer the phone, they're finally going to say, okay, we're trading Deshaun Watson. What's your best offer? We're not negotiating. And then that's how they're going to get the best offer for Deshaun Watson. But as long as Deshaun Watson stays out and keeps on, you know, as long as um, the Houston Texans don't answer the phone, the price is only going to keep going up, 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 up and more up. And in the, in the, in the major part is this. They don't have to answer the phone right now. Why? Because we're in February. The season doesn't start until until August.
0: What are the chances Deshaun is the starting quarterback into the season? No, I mean, he's on the roster. Let's say this. He's on the roster. zero um,
1: point zero 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 percent
0: Because, I guess for me, and I've told you this, after the, Carol, it's over. after the draft, to me then, it's like, what's the point? Because then you want those picks for this year's draft, because then, so you can draft... Your your guys right like right. so so to me to, to me that just doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah no I, I I think it does. Um, you know Houston obviously isn't worried about winning this year. Clearly they've made that abundantly clear that they know that they're a bad organization. They know they're not going to win. So I don't think they're aiming on this year. I think they're aiming on next year. I
0: don't know. That's just me though. So, I I do want to go to this. So, the other trade that did happen with a a quarterback that at one point was playing at a really high level. Carson Wentz traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I believe I'm I'm I'm, just going to stop you right now. So, we can just, you know, because you already know
1: how this is going to do absolutely nothing for them, Daryl. Silence. Nothing
0: for them. Let me pose it for you. So, he's going to have Frank Reich. That was his offensive coordinator the year Philadelphia won uh, the Super Bowl. And he was playing at the head level. He's going to have Frank Reich, uh, who's regarded as one of the better offensive minds in the NFL. They're going to have still have guys like T.Y. Helton. Also, the Colts have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. He's a good running back. Like you don't think you you don't I, you don't think this puts them up a tier? I um, what were they last
1: year? Ten, ten? No, they were eleven and five. Right? Well, I think they were, 11-5. They were eleven and five. Eleven five, yeah, they were eleven and five. Um, they're they probably going. I guarantee you, they they win. Let's see.
0: Carson Wentz is better than Philip Rivers, or at least he should. They're
1: going to go eight and eight, or they're going to go nine and seven.
0: You think they're going to be worse?
1: They're going to be way worse.
0: Why do you think that? You think Philip Rivers? You think way You think, think Philip Rivers is better than Carson Wentz? No, it, no, because it's not just the quarterback
1: play that's the problem. Actually. Philip Rivers, he gives you consistency. He was just consistently an average quarterback. There were times, I swear to God, Carson Wentz was the worst starting quarterback in the league. His QBR ranked 33 in the NFL. There's only 32 starters.
0: But don't you think part of that too... Isn't part of that too the bad situation that it got in... Look, I guess here's my thing. When we've seen... Like, like a lot of times we project what these guys can be Let, let's say trevor lawrence he's supposed to be the best quarterback prospect in years we're projecting what he can be we've seen the apex of carson Wentz, so we know ideally perfect world Darryl, what he actually can do we, we've seen it
1: daryl i told everybody after that man tore his acl he is a big guy he is a big quarterback it, and it is going to be difficult for him to move moving forward and i said once Nick Foles... See, there, here's what nobody understands. Carson Wentz psychologically is broken. He was playing on a studdish team. He was playing on a very good team.
0: Yeah, they won yeah. the Super Bowl with their backup quarterback. <laughs> and, Nick, and Nick Foles... And Nick Foles... That's, that's exactly what I'm going to.
1: And Nick Foles, after Carson Wentz was in the NBT conversation and after Carson Wentz tore his ACL, Nick Foles... Came in, saved the day, put his cape on, won the Super Bowl against the person who took Nick Carson Wentz's MVP season away. Carson Wentz, what people forget, was going to win MVP that year before he got hurt. And who ended up winning it? Tom Brady. So now, before Carson Wentz got hurt, Carson Wentz was number one MVP towards his ACL. Tom Brady gets it. And then who could he have faced in the Super Bowl? Tom Brady. And he didn't get either of them. He didn't get the MVP that went to Tom
0: Brady. He got his, and he didn't really win a Super Bowl that went to Foles. <clears throat> he got, he has a ring, Silas.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, but it's, but it's, but it, I mean, <laughs> what's, a, what's, a, what's a, ring when you know you didn't earn it? You know, you know that ring don't belong to you. They'll never <laughs> talk about Carson Wentz when they talk about that Super Bowl. The only time, the only thing they'll talk about is Nicky Foles and how he came in and saved the day. It's like a bad Harry Potter story. And so, no. Um, He is psychologically broken. And then, not only does does that happen, but then there's conversations. Wait, is he even going to be the starter? Week one, the next year. And he was never the same. Psychologically, that Super Bowl was the worst thing that could have ever happened to Carson Wentz. And so, no. I think he is so broken, so mentally broken. You know who he reminds me of? You ready
0: for this? Who? You ready? Markel Fultz. Oh, God.
1: He is the Markel Fultz of
0: football. The dude who pump picks on his free throws? Remember when
1: Mark, Remember? Yes, this man forgot how to... shoot <laughs> <laughs> <hit> free throws. Mitch... 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 shot This man forgot how to shoot free throws.
0: This man looked like he was... This man looked like he was at the Rucker. I, I remember... Actually, he probably would have got... He probably would have got ball
1: on at people that play at the Rucker. <laughs> this man looked like... This man looked... I'm serious, Daryl... This man looked like a tragedy, and that's exactly what Carson Wentz is right now. Carson Wentz is a shell of what he used to be, not because of his skill set, but because of his mindset, and I don't think that can be fixed.
0: So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and then cut him next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to get into uh, some more NFL stuff and a little bit of uh, draft stuff as well. Cut of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. I'm a young oh we're back with barbershop sports duck and we still have silas garrison with us so silas so obviously with Wentz gone hurts is the guy at least i think hurts the guy maybe the eagles could go in a direction of the draft i mean obviously there's guys like Mac jones cal trask justin fields uh Wilson, the, the kid from BYU, uh, uh, the uh, North Dakota State kid. Uh, do you think Philadelphia should go all in on Hurts? Or, or do you think they should look for something else? Or do you think maybe they should bring a veteran in, right? Because guys like Trubisky and such, they're going to be probably on the market and maybe they can get one of those guys. So here's how I So here's how I
1: feel about picking up a quarterback just from like the free agency market. Uh, market. For all types and purposes, if they're a free agent, it's for a reason because everybody needs a quarterback so if they're a free agent on the market it's probably because they're not that good like who are free agents that are on the market like Marcus Mariota like Jacoby Persec and like are these the guys you want to go all out with like Tyrod Taylor like there's a reason why quarterbacks are open on the market you don't ever see a Baker Mayfield on the market He's like, And, and I'm sure like, there are times where they're like, eh, do we even really know if Baker is the guy? No, fine, we're going to go with him. We're going to go with him because we don't know if we're ever going to come this close again. So we would rather have an average quarterback that we drafted and, and go all in with that than to, uh, let's say, try and like, get rid of him and then try and find another quarterback because we were talking about this before. Quarterbacks are a dime in a dozen. It's like, if you, if you got a good one, you got a good one. And if you got a great one, you got a chance. But, like, the odds of you finding a great quarterback are far and too between. That's why they make such a big deal about Trevor Lawrence, because, like, they're saying he looks like a slam dunk, right? So I hate the idea of going into free agency and picking one, because I, I if you're a free agent at quarterback, other than, like, who, maybe Dak Prescott, and that's really just because of the incompetence of the Cowboys. You're you you're probably just a well, good quarterback. I mean if you you're think free the, the, you're a free agent and a team didn't give you a five year million dollar deal or a five year, five hundred, whatever million not five hundred, but like like a, a ridiculous amount of money in free agency, it's because you weren't
0: good. <laughs> well, when we've seen we we've seen a guy like Ryan Tannehill. He was in Miami, things didn't go well, he ends up going to Tennessee, uh, they bench Mariota, he comes in and now I think Ryan Tannehill's a top ten quarterback. Uh Debatably, in the NFL. And he's been very good for Tennessee. But Ryan
1: Tannehill, Tannehill would be absolutely nothing without Derrick Henry. Nothing. He would be nothing without Derrick Henry. And as a result, like, when, when I think of... So so to answer your question, no, I don't think they should get anything out of free agency. Do I think that they should plunge on Jalen Hurts? Let me be clear about this. I would plunge on Jalen Hurts. But because I saw him at Alabama. I saw him at Oklahoma. I've seen the progression. And he is not only durable, he does not miss games. This man is, is 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 a stand-up young man, and not only that, he throws the football pretty good. And I think you could put a system around him where he could be effective if you if you do trust him. However, the Eagles keep on saying that they're going to get a quarterback for a competition, and they clearly haven't learned their lesson that like quarterback competition really is not a good thing in this league because the quarterback then, by effect, just he, he just feels like you just don't trust him. So here's what I would do. Since what, since I know Jalen Hurts, I would plunge on him. But what I think the Eagles should do, go get another quarterback. Because if you don't believe in him, you don't believe in him. So I would get rid of Jalen Hurts. Well, I would get rid of Jalen Hurts if, if I was the Eagles. I would get rid of Jalen Hurts, and and then I'd get, and then i either either, where are they picking in the draft? Six?
0: Yeah, something like that. Seven? So, something, six, like, I that? something like that.
1: I'd, I'd, I go get I go get a quarterback out of the draft. You know, go get a Trey Lance or whatever the case is. Go get a quarterback because you don't believe in Jalen Hurts. You don't believe in him. So since you don't believe in him, get rid of him. Because what you don't want to do is have another Nick Foles, Carson Wentz situation. Where Carson Wentz thinks he's the guy and then everybody deep down thinks Nick Foles should be the guy. Or then you go get uh or, or or a Tyrod Baker situation. Alright, Tyrod, you're supposed to be the guy. And then you draft Baker Mayfield. And now Tyrod's looking over his shoulder every day. You know what I'm saying? You don't want a situation like where you know, you get a Jalen Hurts and now Jalen Hurts is like, Yeah, I'm excited you know, and then and then and then Tua comes in and then wins the national championship. And now you have, for the next year you have to put up with Tua or, or um or Tua or or or, or Jalen. And then now Jalen's gonna be in the exact same situation. All right, Jalen, yeah, you're our guy. Just kidding. We just drafted this guy as your replacer, but he's just here for competition. No. If you want another guy, get another guy. And if you want Jalen, just keep Jalen and put other pieces around him. So but since I know that you're not sold on Jalen Hurts, please get rid of him and don't ruin this man's career and then just go get another quarterback in the draft. But what I would do personally, if it was me though, if it was me, if it was my team, I would keep Jalen because I believe that.
0: But what has Jalen done for you to believe in him? Like and like, where does realistically he rank? Like like, like realistically.
1: Okay, realistically, here's what I think. Looking at Jalen's potential, looking uh, so I so I so I take all of this stuff into evaluation. I take number one decision making. He's not going to turn over the ball. He's not going to throw interceptions. And especially if you give him a year under his belt. That has never been on his resume. So that's the number one thing for me taking care of the football he does a very good job of that number two experience this man played at two of the best college programs in America and I and I saw his resume there very good by the way everybody says all the time okay yeah but what's the resume when you this man was starting at Alabama as a true freshman as a true freshman as a quarterback that's a big deal okay then goes to Oklahoma gets, and then, so, cause, like, you're like, oh, well, Silas, it's easy for it to be successful at Alabama, he went to Oklahoma and played better, after being benched for a year, right? And then had a better year than, than the person who we got benched for, right? So, like, th- these are facts that happen, Handle that with class, complete class, could not handle it better, ends up going to, uh, to the Eagles, steps in, beats the Saints, Still does, for all intents and purposes, pretty good job of not turning over the ball. And I see what he can do with his legs. And I'm recognizing that the NFL is turning into a league where you're running the ball as a quarterback. Don't bring up, don't bring up Tom Brady when he surrounds himself with fifty thousand weapons. Like, like the majority of the quarterbacks, you can look at Patrick Mahomes, you can look at uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill, you can look at uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray. It's turning into even, 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 uh, um, in, in many cases, you can look at, uh, uh, Taysom Hill, right? Drew Brees couldn't run, they go get Taysom Hill, right? Now you, now you can run the football, you're a quarterback. Like running the, running the football as a quarterback is becoming a need and a necessity, um, in, in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts does a very good job of that. So for all of those things, I mean, he was... if I'm looking at projection, wait a minute, just really quick, in terms of all of those things, projection wise, I then think Jalen Hurts projects very well to do at least, to be at least very good game managing starter in the
0: NFL. I mean, I mean he completed 52% of his passes in the games he played. That's,
1: oh, oh! I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. Josh Allen uh, but, actually
0: did worse than that, I think. And he's playing very well. Like, like. Well, said, Josh you know, Allen got better. I mean, I think jo- I mean, maybe Hurts can get better too. Hurts can get better. Too. I don't think Hurts has... I don't think... Yeah. You know, you it, it know, is... told Daryl, you told me yourself that that I'm too hard on quarterbacks and we need to let them develop. Oh, I completely agree. All right, yeah, but that's what I'm saying.
1: I would go all in because I think I can develop a Jalen Hurts. I think I can develop a Jalen Hurts, at least into a solid game management quarterback. I think his best, he can be a Dak Prescott. At his best, he can be Dak Prescott. And that's a pretty good freaking quarterback, man. That's a really good quarterback.
0: But that's only if you're going to buy into him. So that's why I'm saying I would do it. Seems like the Cowboys haven't bought, even bought into I Dak. I <laughs> know they're going to screw this up. I know the Eagles are going to screw this up. Please get rid of this man. Just get rid of him.
1: Just get rid of him and then, and then get a quarterback that you guys do feel comfortable in. So then another team can then have Jalen Hurts. And then they can go all in on him. Somebody's going to see this kid's potential.
0: Well, actually, you, yeah, maybe I might be wrong I might be wrong He might be a bust But I don't think Jalen Hurts is a bust I don't think he's made of that cloth No, 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 no he, he, you, know, you, know what he, you know what he has on his Instagram? You know what his Instagram caption is every time? What is it? Rare breed Rare breed No, no, no Jalen is a Especially the way And I don't want to get too much in this Because this is in the past But the way he handled the Alabama situation Like the absolute class And a in an and an air, says, "You don't know, both know this. We both play college sports, high school sports. Like, uh-huh. where people get upset, they get petty all the time. This man was in a national championship starter as a true freshman. Freshman lost his job and willingly accepted being on the bench. It seems him and, and people talk about him or two. Him and two have a great relationship, like a great relationship. Like, d- didn't transfer. He played in all the games. He gave up a year of eligibility to stay at Alabama. Like, Jalen Hurts is a special human being." 'Cause not a lot of guys would do that. So so obviously he's yeah. next level.
1: Yeah, I agree I agree hundred percent. Um, you know, quarterback a lot of that is character. And I think Jalen Hurts just exudes a lot of character, you know, and, and hey, like he I think his I think at his worst he can be I think he can be Tim Tebow. A guy that people love, a guy that people, you know, have confidence in, they believe in, but maybe he's a better coach than he is an actual football player. Or I think he could be you know, Dak Prescott, a solid game game managing quarterback who can, you know, make some completions. You put a running back around him, and you know, he can be effective. I think, Dak, that's what I believe. I think Dak's a little and bit better. I don't think anything's wrong with a. I don't think anything's wrong with a Dak Prescott.
0: No, I think Dak Prescott was the top ten quarterback in the NFL before his. <laughs> that, I, that There's nothing wrong with Dak Prescott. My God. Um, so I, was, I will say this.
1: And that's me being objective. Yeah. I'm being very yeah. objective.
0: And maybe they want to go in all in on her to get a Jamar Chase or a, or a Devonte Smith or somebody like that in the draft. Now, I, I do want to go to this. So you have told me that you're not high on guys like Justin Fields and even you've mentioned Mac Jones in terms of the draft. And I just kind of want you to explain that to people because when people, they look at numbers... They see Mac Jones, I think he led, uh, or he was second in the NCAA in Division One in passing yards, uh, touchdown passes, uh, some some crazy stuff like that. had a really statistically dominant season, particularly since I believe they missed some games due to COVID uh, with the season starting late. Just why aren't you sold on those two guys, particularly? So specifically, you said... Well, let's start with Mac. Let, let's, start with Mac. let's start with Mac. Let's start with Mac. Okay, so so Mac,
1: so here, here, here's... Mac Jones was the number three quarterback in Alabama, behind Tua and Jalen Hurts. Yes, just as, as just as a point of argument here, Jalen Hurts um, and, and, and Tua, they had their own quarterback uh, battle. Mac Jones never was in the quarterback battle whatsoever. I don't. I, I was not that sold on um, on Tua. I, I I was looking at Tua. I don't, after that hip injury, I never thought Tua was going to be that amazing of a quarterback. I'll go on the limb right now. I still don't think Tua is going to be that great of a quarterback. I think Tua, I think his, I think, I think, I could see him projecting to be what Marcus Mariota was supposed to be. That's his hype to me. He's supposed to. He's going to be what Marcus Mariota was supposed to be. I don't
0: mean, even think Tua's like the athlete Marcus Mariota is. I think people over, over, overrate how good of an athlete Tua is. <laughs> Personally. Yeah, he's a very, Tua's a very good athlete. No, I think people overrate how good of an athlete he is. Like, I don't think he's the athlete Marcus Mariota is. Person, I don't. No, no, no. No, not the athlete. Not the, no, no. Please, please, don't, please be clear. He is
1: not the athlete that, that he is. But in terms of like his calm, decision-making demeanor. I Like, I see a lot of similarities between Marcus Mariota and Tua, like just their personalities, their interactions, things like that. Um, in terms of play style, um, Marcus was really, you know, a runner of football. I think Tua has a lot of that in him, actually. He's actually a pretty good runner of a football, but he's more of a pocket passer, more of a, you know, field general type of deal. So I, I would say...
0: He's a guy who's running to extend high. more than running to, to pick up 20 yards. He's... If if, Tua, if,
1: if Marcus Mariota would have panned out, I think he would have the same impact that a Tua could have if Tua stays on the projection that he's going right now. But I only, but I think that's about as far as he's going to go. Um, so I, I, mean, take that as you will. Um, but Mac, he was pretty much an afterthought behind these two quarterbacks. And that, for all kinds of purposes, people didn't really think that were that amazing. I mean, they said Tua was, was going to be was going to be pretty good. But if Mac is who he is. And this is my personal opinion. I'm looking at his competition. He was nowhere to be found in that competition whatsoever. And now I'm looking at Jalen. Jalen, people don't earn bets sold on him in the NFL. And two of them, people are talking about him in trade talks because they don't think he's that great of a quarterback in the NFL right now. They're really disappointed with the fact that he couldn't get really off the bench and, you know, ex, you know, um, excel past Orion Fitzpatrick. So now I think Mac is going to come in here and what be better than all three of them in the NFL or be better than all two of them in the NFL, I doubt that. So for that reason I'm not that sold on on, on well, Mac Jones. You said the other one was
0: Jamar. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Well no, and I'll say this just to push back a little bit on Mac, and we've had this conversation before. I, I think what's also important to Silas is both of these guys, they they you know, I think when you look at if you're in the NFL, like both of the two guys that were ahead of him, and this was like two or three years ago. So a lot of things changed in a couple of years. This is about two or three years. Ago. I think this was twenty seventeen. When they won the championship in Georgia, and all three of them were on the roster, I think there was yeah another year too. But this was a, this was a couple of years ago when this was all going on, and they were all actually on the same roster. But Tua was a first round pick. Tua was a first round pick. And both of these quarterbacks, both of these quarterbacks were regarded as top five quarterbacks in the country. So so it wasn't like you know some so some dude was over. I'm like these are real dudes like. They were both regarded as top five college quarterbacks in the country when both of them were starting, and also one was a first round pick, the other was a second round pick, and both of them started games, and and at different variances of success. Like Tua was on a play. I mean, yeah. I mean Tua's team won ten wins. I know he got pulled a lot, and there was some stuff that people didn't like about Tua and stuff like that. But then the jury's still off, still out on what Tua is going to be, and the same with Hurts. But both of these guys started NFL games, like.
1: Number one, in terms of being a top-five quarterback, you, you typically don't go to the NFL, <laughs> you know, if you're not a top-five quarterback by your senior year in D1 in, in, in in football, right? You typically don't. If you're not a top-five quarterback, you typically don't even get drafted. If, at least if you're not in. You know what I mean? Like, that's just... Be, that's just so
0: probably about 10, 12 quarterbacks are drafted every year. I'd say okay, so. fine,
1: okay, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. To, to be a relevant pick in the NFL, to be a relevant pick in the NFL draft, you need to at least be a top
0: five quarterback. Typically. 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 Yeah.
1: Don't bring up Tom Brady to me. Like no, no, no I'd
0: agree. The like,
1: there's
0: like probably the going to be about, there's like three or, like, three, three, four or five guys that go in the first round every year at the quarterback position. So, yeah. Right. So, so, and most of them are typically,
1: like, the top, they're in the top five. Like, rarely do you see somebody who is, like, the top ten quarterback in, in the country, you know, get drafted in the first two, three, four rounds, right? So, like, I think that's important to remember that. Like not everybody who is in the NFL, who's in the NFL, um, you know, most quarterbacks were a top five quarterback or a top three quarterback when they were in college. Any of them who are relevant, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that's important just to just to remember. Um Jalen Hurts, I think he is going to be a solid quarterback, like I said, but it's because of all the other things. It's more than just football, right? It's, It's galvanizing the troops. It's people who want to follow him. It's that demeanor. It's his charisma. And then, yes, I do think he's also a very solid doll of the football. I think that's going to get better over time. And because he can run very well, I think that's going to keep him in the league, not to mention how durable he is. Tua, he hasn't had a problem with injuries. Okay, he's coming off of a very serious injury. Everybody knows that. And he could not separate himself from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Even when they said that Ryan Fitzpatrick was the starter and then they said Tua was the starter and then they were like, oh, just kidding. Ryan Fitzpatrick's the starter because why? Or why did they do that? Because they knew they had a chance to go to the, to the playoffs and they didn't want Tua to screw it up. And they thought as a young quarterback he would screw it up. I don't believe that that happens to a quarterback that they believe in. I think they let him Pitch it through. I think they let him see it through, and I think that he actually does it. With Mac Jones, I don't know how how to project if he's going to be better than a Tua. If he's going to be better than a Tua, then I was wrong. If he's going to be better than a Jalen Hurts, then I was wrong, but I do not see that.
0: Well, I will say this. His one year, and this is only one year, both of those two started multiple years at Alabama. Uh, he's leaving after one year, and he had another year of eligibility left. And his one year at Alabama was better than any of those two, any of their years, uh, I would say, in college. Uh, At at Alabama, because obviously Hurts went on to OU. But I would say Mac Jones's year this past year was better than any of Jalen Hurts' years at Alabama and better than any year of Tua's at Alabama, both in terms of team success and statistical success. And they're all playing with the same players. Now, obviously, also too the type of offense that they're running in Alabama doesn't necessarily suit a Hurts like it would suit a Tua or a Mac Jones, because both those guys, in my opinion, are better just pure throwers. So, so obviously, you know, if
1: if, if Mac, if I'm telling you right now, in every, and every I think most people would agree with this, if Tua Tungavaloa would have stayed in and not tore up his hip, I think they're in the. I think they're in the. Um, not only are they in the playoffs, I think they're going back to. The NCAA championship. What does that say about Mac What does that say about Matt Jones?
0: I mean, they did the same thing this year with Mac, though they won. Yeah. it. They did, they did, they did. But I'm talking about the year when, okay,
1: Tua's was hurt. What are you going to do about it? Well, no. T- what you did this year, what did you do last year when Tua was there? You could have put a stamp
0: on it. No, I'm better than Tua, and you didn't. Well, I also, will, I also will say this. Tua had Henry Ruggs, and, and so it hurts. They both had Smith, Waddle, Ruggs, and Judy, and Mac got the most out of those guys more so than the other two did. I will also say that I will say
1: that in and Mac and Mac. Jo- I, I, I definitely will say that. I don't, and, and, and that's a, and I take that, that to projection. What yeah. I will say is they've also been in the system long, True. so they were Correct. getting better constantly. True. You know, True. but here's the here's the point. Don't you get it twisted? They were all starting. Even when Mac wasn't, <laughs> you see know what I'm saying? That is true. They were on the field. Yeah, Mac wasn't. Mac was Mac. Mac,
0: Mac's Mac weeks and probably didn't even make the bus. He did. He was a third so one. He, dress. he dressed. He dressed. Sil- Silas. He dressed. He dressed. Stop. Okay, <laughs> don't be. Okay, fine. He dressed. Okay. Fine. He dressed.
1: He dressed.
0: He dressed. He <laughs> he <laughs> dressed. And also, when no, you. No, I'm not, I'm not I'm, I'm, I, I didn't say he's gonna be a bus. I'm saying he would not play for me. That's what I'm saying. Like I definitely think he
1: could play ball. Okay. I don't think he's gonna be some scrub. I don't think he's going to be some backup in this league for, like, the next, like, five, ten years. But do I think he's going to be projected have a have, like, $200 million contract? No, no, I don't see that. And I'm praying to God, I'm praying to God that the, that the New England Patriots trade up and get a Mac Jones. I would love nothing more for them to get a Mac Jones. Yeah. The, the, thing, the thing that concerns me... Yeah, Nick, Saban, Nick Saban, get on the phone with Bill Belichick. Your your, your 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 relationship buddy, get on the phone with him and say, "Get Mac Jones," because I would love nothing more to see Mac Jones. Say, hey, you know, you know who Mac Jones might be. You know his, you know, I said his best. He might be a um. Let's see. What if he at his best? Maybe be Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Huh.
0: Oh, okay. Ryan Tannehill. R- 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 these aren't bad guys. Like nothing's. You can win with Ryan Tannehill. No, no
1: that's what I'm saying. I didn't say they were gonna be busts. Like, at his, I said that's his best though. He has to be Ryan Teth- Tethill. at his worst. AJ McCarron. I
0: don't know. worst AJ McCarron. Well, that that hurt my soul. So, uh let's go to Justin yeah. Fields. Well why aren't you sold on Justin?
1: Um I'm just looking at his quarterback uh intangibles. That his more his, the reason why I'm not sold on Justin is more it's more technique, intangibles, stuff like that. Also, um the fact that I've been watching a lot of the people who, the draft predictions, and they're all agreeing with me that, you know, after this year, uh, he's really not who we thought he, he was, and um, he kind of took a... He took a step back. He took a step back. A, he took a step back. Yeah, I'm trying to be respectful, you know, his brother. Uh, but he definitely took a step back, and it's that inconsistency that I'm scared of when drafting a quarterback. Um, if you also look at the numbers, too, um, you know, uh, it's important to remember that with quarterbacks, You have to pay attention to their consistency, right? Because, um, you know, if you look at the numbers of quarterbacks that are taken, typically, like, you got about a 30% chance of getting a quarterback who's an actual franchise quarterback in the first round. That's 35%. So if I am going to pick you, you need to be consistent. And I haven't seen that consistency from Justin Fields, so as a result, I would not pick him.
0: Devonte Smith. We also talked about this, and I think this is interesting. You're not as sold on Devonte as maybe other people are. When people think of Devontae. he was a Heisman. No, yeah,
1: I'm really not. He was I'm a Heisman. Really, I'm really not. So a... I don't. No, 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 no. He no. People aren't hyping him for no reason. He lived up to the hype. The problem is, he, uh, see, college really, really is about speed. And for anybody that doesn't believe me, let me let me plug in a man called John John Ross. John Ross, speedy guy. Henry Ruggs, speed guy. They don't typically pan out in the NFL. Right? Now, we're, now okay, well, besides so why are you bringing that up, Devontae Smith isn't even that fast at all. If anything, he's just a crisp route runner. Right, but those crisp <laughs> route runners are also able to, to match that with speed to get off the line. The problem with Devontae Smith is he's going to get pressed in the NFL. And he's also small. I don't small. know how he's going to handle getting pressed in the NFL by a Jalen Ramsey. I don't know how he's going to handle, you know, a person like like a. Like a
0: Tre'Davious who? White. Who? Tre'Davious White. Stephon Gilmore. Or, or Stefan Gilmore. When
1: they put their hands on him, they get inside leverage, and they put that hand on his hip, and they smack him a couple times. I don't know how he's going to get off the, how he's gonna, you know, get get, because um, route running is so important. But in order to get, but the best route runners are able to create separation how do you create separation when somebody's not scared of your speed because you're not going to blow past anybody we all agree he's not that fast of a guy so we don't have to worry about that and you're not physical enough to get off the line well then what do we have so that's what i'm scared of he's not overly big he's not overly tall he's not oversized Nobody's scared of him, you know, in terms of. of,
0: I think he's like 6'1, buck 70. Anytime a team isn't scared to press
1: you, that is very dangerous. Because that means that they're not only scared to not press you, they're also not scared to go man on man with you. And all of those things, I just think, are intangibles that are actually going to knock him backwards rather than forwards in the process of becoming like a really solid number one quarter, number one right receiver in the NFL.
0: But what he does have, his speed isn't special, but his quickness and his body control is special. That's very true I don't think that's I, but I, I, I don't know what
1: body control is when you're getting pressed at some point it comes down to physicality and well he's gonna
0: obviously as he get, as he gets older and he gets to an interval he's gonna have to get bigger obviously they're going to be he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to be in the weight room but that's up to your training he's staff gonna like, be like in your, the weight
1: room he's, got, he's definitely gonna have to get in the weight room definitely going to have to have his, his trainer with him he's going to have to you know get on some type of you know weight regimen or weight program um, and, and, and silas let me
0: just tell you this silas. Right? this kid was buck. this kid was like 130 pounds when he got to alabama think about that
1: <laughs> and, and, yeah and, and, and the scary thing is this a lot of people they put on that type of weight you know it's like they were used to like running around at 70 pounds their entire life 30 pounds 40 pounds 50 pounds so now when i when i make you put on 200 pounds are you still as good as you were before carrying around that weight? Because you weren't used to that weight before. Right? So it, I, I think there's just there's just too many question marks around a Devontae Smith, which is why I wouldn't draft him. But I definitely think that he should go in the first round. I'm just saying he wouldn't be my pick. Yeah, and here's another and I'm being fair, Jamar Chase. I was so sold on Jamar Chase. The problem I have with him, I haven't seen you in a year. <laughs> you know, I mean I see my, my issue thing, with I mean, Jamar is he doesn't you know, it, I seen you year,
0: you know? I, I guess my issue with Jamar is He's not that explosive. Like he's not separating either, but he's also a bigger man, way much bigger. Man. Yeah, yeah, no. You, yeah, I, I, you
1: know, it's really hard to compare Devontae Smith and Jamar Chase. Two different type of games, you know. One, one's on physicality; the other ones on like agility and catch you know. Um, uh, but leverage.
0: Could you see Devontae? Could you put you could put Devontae in the slot and you can catch hundred balls though. You can put Devontae Smith in the slot,
1: and he can catch 100 balls. He could. The problem is when, when a linebacker comes up and presses him. <laughs> you know, like, like if, you, if you get a Matt Milano, for example, and press with him in the slot, though, right? You put, let's, so, so let's say you go 40 coverage. So, you know, you're playing cover four, and the only rule in cover four, don't, like, uh, don't get beat. So here's the thing. Matt Milano, he's inside leverage of Devontae Smith in the slot. So Devontae comes off the ball. If I'm Matt Milano, all I'm saying, if I'm coaching Matt Milano, Matt, all you have to do is get your hands on Devontae Smith. That's all I care about. You get your hands on Devontae Smith, and Matt, my safety's going to release. As soon as Devontae Smith's released, he is then going to get picked up by the safety. So all you need to do is get jammed. Here's the problem. I don't know if, if, or if a linebacker who can get on Devontae Smith and all you have to do is jam him, I don't know if he can get off the line. I don't know if he's even going to be able to get off the line. And if he does get off the line, like, you know, quarterbacks have to have the ball out in two seconds, three seconds. So let's say he gets jammed up for two seconds. That disrupts the whole play, especially if the ball was supposed to go to him. I mean, it's just a bad thing when a team does not have to fear you coming off the line.
0: So what we're going to do is we're going to take another break. And then coming next to the break on Barrett Sports Talk, we're going to get into some NBA talk. NBA All-Star Weekend is coming soon. We just had uh, the starters announced, and we're going to talk about LeBron because we all know Silas loves LeBron. Coming up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with barbershops Sports Talk. We have Silas Garrison with us talking some NFL news that's kind of been going on with trades and such. And if it's a little NFL draft talk. Now we're going to get to the NBA. So, Silas, you have, throughout this whole year, you've been Lakers this, Lakers that, LeBron, the King, the GOAT, the best player in the NBA. Anthony Davis, right? Because this was your pick. The Lakers were my pick as well. Now we have the Anthony Davis injury. Uh, strained calf, I believe. They're, some people have compared this to a Kevin Durant. Uh, kind of, what kind of happened with Kevin Durant, then obviously the Raptors, the Achilles injury, things went bad after that. How concerned are you right now for the Lakers with AD's injury? All
1: right. <sighs> I think Anthony Davis is a pivotal key piece with the Lakers and the Bucks stop with him. If Anthony Davis is not on the court, the mystique of the Lakers is non existent, and as a result, they cannot compete for an NBA championship.
0: Could they get out of the West without AD?
1: They cannot get they, they will not get out of the West. Now, here's the problem. <laughs> I have been on the record in saying that I would hold Anthony Davis out for the next. And I'm not that far off because they said they were holding him out for a month. They said a month. They they first said, oh, two to three weeks. Then they said a month. <laughs> like, I'm not that crazy. I would hold Anthony Davis out. That's called the second opinion, Silas. Probably three to four weeks before the NBA playoffs start. Because the one seed, three seed, four seed, whatever, LeBron James led teams have proven. They can get out of the east without the one seed. That is not a big deal, and nor do I think they need the one seed, especially in the West. Here's another point about the one seed since we're talking about it. Last year, all the Lakers did was break their necks to get the one seed.
0: And what did that and what did that get them? What did that get them, Daryl? It got, got them a the hotel. They got they got the better it. hotel. <laughs> it got them playing alone by themselves in an open gym. Hey, hey, Silas. By by the the records of the NBA got you in the nicer hotels. And
1: it got them in a nice hotel. So, and, and they got a partridge and a pear tree. So, no. I don't care about a one seed, a two seed, a four seed, a five seed. You got to beat them all to go. But you, are, you aren't going anywhere, even if you are the one seed, if Anthony Davis is compromised. I mean, if Anthony Davis is not at 100%, you can book it. They will not get out of the West. So, I will. So I would do either I mean, one LeBron's shot, done it before. Either one I would do one or two things. Either I'm shut. I haven't told you this I haven't told you this off record I'm telling you this right now I would either Hold him out For two No For two And a half months Two and a half months And if I'm not going to hold him out For two and a half months I shut him down for the year I shut him down for the whole year Whole year you're shut down
0: And punt So you punt And give up on the season
1: Say, say it again
0: By By shutting him down for the whole year You're basically punting you're giving up on the year, right? Yeah, I punt. I punt. Well, I who's punt. Te- I don't. I don't know LeBron who's telling. James, I don't know who's telling that to LeBron. I wonder who's gonna be at that conversation. They're like, "Hey, Frank, for Frank, Frank, go talk to LeBron." Frank's like, "Nah, you gotta go do it, Jimmy." <laughs> here's what I'm gonna
1: say. Here's what I'm gonna say. LeBron, if AD goes out there, it tears that Achilles. Not only is this year screwed, but next year's screwed too. You're only in this contract for three years. What am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? You're not going to win this year, and if Anthony Davis gets hurt, you're not winning next year either. So those are two years you will not make it, and you will not, this isn't the East, LeBron. This is not the East where you can be Superman and put it all on your back. You're not 32 anymore. You're 36. And this isn't the East. This is the West. You need Robin. And if you don't have Robin, you will not get out of the West. I will do anything, by any means necessary, to preserve the health of
0: Anthony Davis, even if that means risking this year. That's what I would do, personally. Can they beat the youth?
1: U- now, 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 I don't think you have to do that if you handle this injury correctly. But you cannot say, oh, LeBron will slip in, we're at the 3 seed, so Anthony Davis needs to come back. That is going to create more problems.
0: Can they beat the Jazz? Because I know the Jazz have the best record in the NBA right now. Could they beat the Jazz without AD? I, I
1: think so. If they make a trade. They got to make a trade. They got to make a trade. Make so a
0: trade. you don't even think it's currently constituted they could beat the Jazz in a seven-game series without AD? You then I
1: don't. Nope. 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 Absolutely not.
0: So they're a second-round team. Huh. So they're a second-round team, then. Or you don't they even they think are they are can get out the run. first round, or do you not think they can get out the first round?
1: They would get out of the first round, they would lose in the second round.
0: And the Clippers is a no go. The Clippers is then a no go.
1: They, the, the Clippers would win in five against the Lakers if they didn't have.
0: AD. <laughs> oh, five, Silas, so five.
1: They would win in five, and if they didn't have LeBron, they get swept.
0: Oh, if so just with they, they get swept. Oh, don't disrespect my man's AD like that. AD not going out like that.
1: They get swept. They get swept. They would get swept. Because AD, contrary to popular belief, he regressed
0: this year. Yeah, he hasn't been the same. But then again, these guys didn't get that long of a break. And obviously LeBron isn't missing a beat, but that's LeBron.
1: I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Here's the thing. Anthony, you're taking nights off because you're tired. You know, If LeBron's out there at 36, (laughs) balling, I'm sorry. You guys aren't taking a break. If anybody
0: needs a break. But LeBron's a different breed. I don't
1: care. I do not care at all. Fine, then you better, then you better, then you better eat whatever he's eating. Taco Tuesday, you better have whatever tacos he's having. Like I don't know, whatever it takes. But whatever he's doing, y'all need to do it because that's ridiculous. That this man is in the gym, he's out working, y'all. He's out running, y'all. He's out spitting, y'all. <laughs> he's he's old enough to be some of y'all dads.
0: He really is. So LeBron. Uh, actually, no, I'll go to this. So the Nets. They, and this is the team that if I think we both think, right, they're, they're, this is going to be the potential finals. The Clippers might have something to say about that. I personally think the Sixers might have something to say about that, but I think that would probably be the odds on favorite in Vegas right now if AD is healthy. The Nets, they've won six straight games, including a win against the Clippers today. Uh, on Saturday, they beat the Lakers. Uh, how dangerous are the Nets? Are, are you starting to are, are you starting to worry about the Nets a little bit? Even with the healthy Lakers, are you starting to worry about them a little bit?
1: Yeah, I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried. Be- I, I'm worried. I am absolutely worried about the Nets, um, especially with a compromised Anthony Davis. I am worried. Um, that game, I still have LeBron winning that game in 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 a game seven, but I am extremely worried, and I might have to reserve. I might have to reserve the right to pick to pick the Nets. Actually, the Nets are seriously creeping up. Um, this is this is bad. This is really bad for LeBron James because um, you know that is a serious big. And I don't know if Batman, what a, what a big two, is going to be enough to be done.
0: Kyrie's averaging 28 right now, and he's their third best player. <laughs> and, and,
1: and, and, you know, the only reason why, uh, you know, Cade's hard to be averaging more is because he doesn't want to. Like, he just decided, I'll be a true traditional point guard, and even in that, I'm putting up 25.
0: And then KD is just KD. Uh, But but also, just thing they might get Drummond, because obviously what's going on with Drummond and the Cavs, if they go and get Drummond, if they get another big, like, they're going to be a problem, even if Anthony Davis is healthy. Because here's the thing with with Brooklyn. I think they could end up getting their defense to where maybe it's not the worst defense in the NBA, but it's 15th to 17th, maybe average, slightly above average. Because here's the thing, in a seven-game series, there's going to be two to three nights where KD, Kyrie, and James are just on it. And you can't do anything about it. There's going to be like two to three games like that, and there might be a couple games where one of them's off and it doesn't work. But realistically, if you're playing the numbers game in seven times, it's going to be really hard to beat that.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and here's the thing. Um, you know, I hear that the Lakers are also trying to get Drummond. What people don't realize is Drummond might be the difference in, in in this battle here. Like, if the Lakers get Drummond, or if or if the Nets get Drummond. That might be the difference in who wins the championship this year. So, you know, we're definitely going to have to see. I don't know how in the world thinks. I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Right now, it's not looking good for the Lakers. I will admit, it does not look good for the Los be,
0: Angeles Lakers. Because, but, because I'm not going to I have faith
1: in, 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 in LeBron winning another championship. When, when, I'm going to stop, so I'm going to die. So I'm going to go up on that hill, and I'm going to die on it.
0: But when, when Kyrie is your third option, like... Like... like
1: Says everything you need to know. Yeah, but, because
0: cause to know. Even, if AD, cause even if AD is healthy, like, like th- these dudes can score, what, 80 to get, like,
1: yeah, yeah combined, yeah. But, yeah. like, and, you know, it's funny, because you think about, like, what LeBron James and, like, what Kyrie did, like, in the finals, remember? And they were making a big deal. Like, they combined for 80 points to keep the, like, season alive. And I was like, yeah, dude, that's crazy. And now, like, KD, Kyrie, and James Harden do that every night. <laughs> <laughs> they, do that. they do that same thing every night. <laughs> so, I don't know. So,
0: we'll see, man. So, so, so far, MVP conversation, names that are being mentioned Joel Embiid, LeBron James. You don't know, don't I'm. Do
1: that. Don't do that. No, I'm cutting you off. I'm
0: cutting you off. Don't do that. Silas, no, no, no. Because no, I'm, no, I'm going to give the big fella. Do no, don't g- do
1: that. Don't do that. No, Daryl, I, I know it's your podcast. So I don't care. Don't do that. You know who's number one. Don't take Joel first.
0: LeBron James and Joel Embiid.
1: Thank you.
0: Joel Embiid is my guy, though. I, I would have Joel Embiid as MVP of the league right now.
1: I know, but I'm, I'm going off what the... If you listen to what ESPN said and the, and the people who have polls right now, LeBron James is out in front.
0: Well, I, I'm just, I'm just going to give you some numbers for Joel Embiid. First of all, the Sixers are the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Joel yes, Embiid is averaging 30.5 points per game. That's second in the NBA. Yeah, he,
1: he's in the East. He's in the East. What... what yo, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Like, why do people say that the East is so weak when LeBron was there? But then LeBron leaves, and now all of a sudden, nobody cares about the fact that the East is supposed to be
0: the weakest. It's supposed no. to be the weakest part of the NBA. No, so the East is weaker. Is. The East is weaker. But I still think it matters that you're at the top of your conference. I, 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 still think that matters.
1: Unless you're LeBron James. Unless you well, well,
0: okay. so Let me just finish this. Let me just finish it. So he's giving you thirty second in the NBA in points. He's giving you 11 rebounds, 3.2 assists. He has a 30-point, he has a 32-point, 33 PER, which is player efficiency rating. Uh, he's number one in the NBA in player efficiency. Uh, he's 54 percent, and I'll round this up. He's 55 percent because he's 54.7 percent. He's basically 55 percent from field goal. He's 40 percent from three. Silas, he's shooting 40 percent from three, and he's 85 percent from the free throw line. And the Sixers have like a top five defense in the NBA. And he's the anchor of that.
1: How? Can I, just, can I just be clear? Because it is hyperbole when you say 40% from
0: three. Because he only takes like two or three pointers a game. I mean, so for a big man, like, that's still you know, impressive. No, I understand. I understand. I understand. I mean, but Dwight Howard would have shot you know 2%. <laughs> no, but we got to be objective. Daryl, we have to be objective. We have to be
1: responsible with this podcast. It's not like the spirit's a sharpshooter from three. <laughs> It's <laughs> Like, 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 the, it's a shame that people say Steve Kerr is like the greatest like shooter of all time because of his percentage. Because like they never shot threes, but when he did, they went in. Like that's not sick. Like, no, you, you only shot like two, two a game, and like one of them
0: went in. I'm saying like, the,
1: oh, the, he, was, he had the greatest percentage. It's like, dude, like
0: no, you didn't at all. What was that? Is my case? Is my case for being not compelling? Is it not compelling?
1: It is definitely compelling. What my argument is, is that LeBron James is playing on a much inferior team than the Sixers. Is
0: he, though? I mean, obviously, taking AD aside, taking AD aside, taking AD...
1: Put AD aside. AD has not been the same player. And I would make a a compelling argument that... And I don't think this is that hard to believe. Joel Embiid's better than Anthony Davis. Everybody knows I mean, right now,
0: Joel Embiid is... Listen to me listen, Joel Embiid is better than Anthony Davis.
1: And so that pretty much just cancels him out. So then it's LeBron basically alone because you're not competing LeBron versus Joel. I don't think anybody would say that Joel's a better basketball player than LeBron, but he's better than his sidekick. So he's better than his sidekick, he's better than everybody else on his team, and...
0: Anthony Davis is better than Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris.
1: Okay, fair enough. And And then you put it in concert with the fact that LeBron James... And the Lakers are in the West, and they're number two in the West. And LeBron's averaging, what, 26-6? and six? Or no, 26-8-8 eight and eight or something like that? 26-8-8 eight and eight in the West? And his team's the number two team, and Anthony Davis is injured, and he's been hobbled for the entire year? Yeah, I definitely think that LeBron James makes a more compelling. If you just look at the statistics, sure. But when you talk about value to the team, like, If Joel Embiid isn't on that team, they're still a playoff team. Uh The Lakers don't even make the... No, they are. They are. But they don't even make the playoffs if LeBron James isn't on the Lakers. So, like, and this is the same argument I make every year. Like, I don't even know what the criteria is of most valuable player anymore. Because it's like, LeBron James clearly should have more than four MVPs after playing, what, seven. Oh, okay, but how about
0: this? Did we... We expected the Lakers to be the one seed this year. Like, what the Lakers are doing is not... What well, the Lakers well, are doing is yeah, not shocking yeah, us. What the Sixers are doing is shocking us, end Silas. End the Silas, it, it, Silas, does it shock you what the Lakers are doing right now? Does it really shock you? Does it shock you? Are you at least a bit no, surprised?
1: And that's, no, no, and that's and that's my problem because when we get shocked about something like like we do, like for example, like a Derrick Rose, or you get shocked about a Joel and Pete, oh, that guy's MVP. So you don't want to vote for LeBron because he's boring, because you just you just you become desensitized to it. You're used to it. And that's not fair to him. What he's doing at 36, 26, 8 and 8, in the Western Conference, which is the harder conference, and he's still putting up the exact same numbers that he did in the East. And everybody said, Go over there and do it in the West. And now he is. And you guys are now saying, oh, well now look at Joel and and what are you doing in the East? I thought that was the worst. I thought that was so let me get this straight. The the net the, the you mean to tell me LeBron James left. LeBron James left the East to go to the West. He's been on the East for three for three years. So what you're telling me is for the next three years that he was gone, you guys gave three MVPs to the Eastern Conference. That's what you're telling me. You gave Giannis on to the coupon. Two MVPs, and now you're going to give Joel Embiid another one. So he, so LeBron's only been gone for three years, and three MVPs after he leaves goes to the Eastern Conference. That's BS. That's chicken, you know what? Okay, stop. How so about this? Because LeBron, LeBron James should have gotten at least three. of Should have gotten at least two more MVPs while he was in the if, East. If, the only argument that went against him is
0: that he was in the Eastern Conference. If if LeBron. If the Lakers end up finishing outside of the top four, LeBron will can't be MVP, correct? I agree. What does he have to do? Because this is right now, this is time for him to show us. If he really wants to push it. Because if they end up...
1: LeBron James has to, first of all, I think I, th- I don't think it's fair to, to, to say, okay, see, no Anthony Davis. Now you can prove how valuable you are. Because I think he was proving how valuable he was with Anthony Davis. And I don't think it's fair to say, okay, now you don't have your sidekick still be the exact same player. Because most people wouldn't be. Joel Embiid would not be as great as he was if he didn't have uh, Tobias Harris or if he didn't have... But, but, but
0: Silas, nobody was so taking the Sixers seriously. Are you shocked right but now? Whatever, but-,
1: but whatever, this just proves... How high, how high we have the value of the LeBron James. Oh, well, okay, no, no. What LeBron James has to prove at 36 that he can win without Anthony Davis in the West when well, that's completely unfair because you wouldn't do that to anybody else if they were missing their scores.
0: are you shocked with the six?
1: LeBron, I'm not comparing what LeBron has to do over this Ban while Anthony Davis is out because we want to do that with anybody else. What I think LeBron James needs to do is, I need, they, it, in order to win MVP, he at least needs to keep them as a top two seed. If he keeps them as a top two seed and averages 26, 8, and 8, and he's a top two seed in the Western Conference, that boy's an MVP. <laughs> does
0: it shock you right now what the Sixers are doing? Does it shock you?
1: What? What? What?
0: That is the one seed right now in these. Does it shock you?
1: It shocked. It shouldn't shock me. It should not shock me, dude. Ben, we all knew what Joel and could be. We just needed him to get focused. Listen, and we're not, and I'm not shocked at what Ben Simmons has become because everybody's saying. Ever since I knew Ben Simmons, they were saying he was a baby LeBron. So, what should I be shocked? Does about? Joel and have next? And you know, so so let me ask you a question. So let me ask you a question. the one seed. So does that mean that they should go to the finals? That's
0: what that means. I I know I w- I will tell you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will tell you this in terms of the Nets, and this is why the Nets need to get a drummer. This is why the Nets need to get a drummer or some other guys. If they play the Nets, because the way the Sixers are constructed, they might be a team that's constructed to to give the Nets some issues. Like who who who's guarding Joel and I don't know. Who 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 is guarding Joel? Because I'll tell you this. I love Kevin. Kevin is a good defender. You don't want Kevin Durant anywhere near that man. You don't want him anywhere near. That committee. Yeah, committee, Joel, and be the clown. Them You know they ain't got nothing for Joel. You know they ain't got nothing. And I'll tell you this: Ben Simmons is good enough to where he's going to cause either Kyrie or James Harden problems. Whoever Ben Simmons is is going to have some issues. Particularly given the fact that he's six ten and he's a better athlete than both of them.
1: I'm telling you right now, the Sixers won't even go to a game seven. The
0: it would go six. It would go six at least. Six. I'll give it six. They'd have
1: him out of there in five. Six. Si- five.
0: Don't disrespect. Silas, don't disrespect them. Don't disrespect. Don't, they'd, don't disrespect. They'd, they'd have them out of there in five.
1: They'd have him out of there in five. Okay, and well, watch Joel watch, Embiid watch, watch give him You well, guys cannot keep up with the shooting of the Brooklyn Nets.
0: I, I think that's going to be interesting. Also, okay, so this is what I have. So last question for you. NBA All-Star, the, the starters were announced. Uh. Luka Doncic was named a starter over Damian Lillard. Any problems with that? say a warm time uh, Luka Doncic was named a starter over Damian Lillard for the West any issue with that
1: uh, a little bit of an issue um, just because um, I think Luka took a step back and he doesn't have his team in contention to do anything where the um, the trailblazers are the four seed in the West right now
0: why is Dame so disrespected
1: he's not disrespected by me <laughs>
0: Silas, you respect the real ones. Silas, the real ones no. Re-
1: yeah, you know, um, I, I, the thing with Damian Lillard is he's just not—he's not really that interesting. He's quiet. He keeps to himself. He just raps and he leaves everybody alone. I don't think you know that's that compelling for you know because like Luca, you know, you know how he is. He's a—he's a global brand, so it's hard to not start him in the you know, All-Star game. But whatever, that's more politics than anything else.
0: Silas, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. All
1: right. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: And once again, I want to thank Silas Garrison for coming on the podcast. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode. The 261st episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.
1: away and now i really wanna know your name she got the um, white dress when she's wearing less money know that she drives